0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Let's talk about DK Metcalf here on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Adam Azer and Jacob Gibbs talking about a very talented wide receiver who's not in the best situation. On Fantasy Pros ADP, as of August 18th, DK Metcalf is wide receiver 18. I just did a draft, Jacob, a three-receiver PPR league with a bunch of industry people. He was wide receiver 30. He went after Rashad Babin, Darnell Mooney. He went after Jerry Judy. He went after some guys we don't usually see DK Metcalf go after. So talk to me about DK Metcalf and where you think he should go and and you know just the basics
1: here. That's interesting, yeah. He's been dropping steadily for me. I think I've been wide receiver 26. I would take a lot of the guys you mentioned over him. Um, first, before we get into the negative, I just want to take a second to really appreciate DK Metcalf, because the growth that we've seen from him um, over the past five seasons is really insane, um, kind of unprecedented compared to any other receivers that I've evaluated. Um, and it's possible that he you know, has improved again uh, going into 2022 and you know, maybe could transcend some of these circumstances that we're going to talk about. Um, so what I want to look at is his target hog rate, which is the percentage of targets that he accounted for while on the field. Um, dating all the way back to 2017, I have an article out on Sportsline looking at uh, the college data during that time for some of the younger receivers that just kind of you know contextualize what we've seen at the NFL level so far, what we could expect going forward. And Metcalf's data is, you know, really stood out to me among all the guys I looked at. So in 2017, Ole Miss, he only accounted for 19.5% of the targets while on the field, which is really low. It's one of the lowest of over 100 seasons that I evaluated. Mm. That climbed to 23% um, his next year at Ole Miss, 2018. In 2019, at the NFL level, he maintained that 23% mark, really impressive to do as a rookie, uh, up to 25% the next year, and then last year, all the way up to 31%. Um, So Mm. that's just – it's nuts, honestly. Like, he's progressed so quickly in his ability to demand targets over the past five years, coming from under 20% at the college level to above 30% at the NFL is – Something I haven't seen. Um, and, and it really, really stands out. I don't know how much more room there is to grow. So his target per hour rate was twenty six percent last year. Um, for reference, the league leaders are generally around thirty to thirty two percent. So like you can only go so high, but like what we've seen so far is Metcalf is definitely developing into one of the league's premier target hogs, and it's really exciting. On the other hand, what's not exciting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's not exciting is the situation here. So, and also his efficiency drop off last year, Metcalf somehow finished under a thousand yards, um, with, you know, the target load that we just talked about. Um, and he also had a massive air yard hog rate. Um, and so like somehow those two things in combination in a Russell Wilson offense (laughs) resulted in under a thousand yards. And I think that it's unlikely that his efficiency is going to improve this year. And if his touchdowns regress without Russell Wilson, then he projects for a really, really scary floor on a week-to-week basis. Um, so he had the fourth highest touchdown dependency rating last year um, among qualified receivers, and now he's going to a Drew Lock, you know, Geno Smith offense that projects for under 20 passing touchdowns, and even running a favorable projection uh, for DK comes out, you know, really, really gross. It's hard to project him for more than, like, six or seven touchdowns in this offense, and so we can get into the weeds on that if you want. Um, but I'm just I'm just curious like how you see him getting to this spot. Like do you have him in the top 20, 25? Because I don't I can't really find a way to project him for that.
0: Yeah, basically when I stop finding wide receivers that I'm really excited to draft, I kind of settle for DK Metcalf. I believe I took him in a mock draft in the fifth round uh mm-hmm. the other day. And I was fine with it because I, I think he's gonna be, you know, I think he's really good. He played three games with Geno Smith last year and it's a little bit skewed because he had a, like an 80- or 75-yard touchdown that shouldn't have counted yeah. on Marshawn Lattimore. It really boosted his stats. But, you know, I think I think he'll lead the team in touchdowns, and I think he'll get 1,000 yards. And the thing about, think about the yards last year and all the production last year is he had foot surgery in the offseason. He played down the stretch through a foot injury, and... Didn't yeah. really talk about it until the season was over, but obviously it, it seemed to have affected him and he had surgery on it. It wasn't just a minor injury. So I'm willing to forgive a little bit. Uh, Russell Wilson was a little bit off when he came back. He wasn't the, the same old Russell Wilson. He came back too early. So yeah, basically, is he a top 24 wide receiver? I don't have rankings, but he's, he's right on the cusp for me. And yeah. yeah, it's, it's when I get to, I would take him over Rashad Bateman. Um,
1: okay. I would I think that makes sense. I would take him over place. Gabriel
0: Davis. I know a lot of people wouldn't, yeah. but, but, uh, I would not take him over Sutton or Judy at this point. Um, you know, I wouldn't take him over Mike Williams. Wide receiver 18 is too early, but wide receiver 30 is a steal, I think, on Metcalf.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I've had a hard time knowing where to place him because my projections place him outside of the top 24. But I think what you said is like after the players you're excited for are off the board, then you're content taking him if he falls. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of projection, I gave him really favorable projections across the board. Um, and what I did was I, I got multipliers using the best rate for either Drew Locke or Geno Smith. I just chose the best one from each of them, just trying to be favorable um, in terms of their wide receivers, um, YARPA run rate, uh, reception rate, and then touchdown to target rate. And I compared those to Russell Wilson's rate and even removed DK Metcalf from the equation. So it's Russell's um, receivers that aren't DK Metcalf compared to those guys' receivers that aren't DK Metcalf. And uh, it came out to 200 PPR points, which would have finished as a wide receiver 25 last year. Um, and that's with Metcalf taking on a slightly higher target per hour and rate projection, 27%. It was 26% last year. So I think from a projection standpoint, it's hard to give him much of a ceiling, but he can still get there. He can. If you're getting a wide receiver 30, I think he can still be a value. Um, but I don't think there's room for much more beyond that.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it's hard to make a case that DK Metcalf can be a top 10 or 12 wide receiver. And when you, I think if you're deciding between him and someone who does have that potential, I would recommend going with the other guy, but maybe he'll surprise us. Uh, maybe like great players sometimes do. All right, Jacob, thank you very much. And everybody, thanks for watching and listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday on Fantasy Football Today in 5.